<laughs> I entertained that. I don't know. How did you get that? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I entertain myself. Yeah, I see. I, I know. <laughs> Welcome to the intro. I'm Josh Anderson. I'm Bob Galen. We're doing a super fast intro. This is a quickie. Oh, I thought we were going to talk fast. I hope this like isn't. I hope this isn't like. I hope we don't do everything fast in our lives, Josh. Sometimes we have to like go well, slow and we, really we, enjoy the we moment. We receive feedback from people that they like our podcast because of the extended length. Do they? To other, yeah. So we've had people that have said i appreciate your longer topics your indirectly they're saying bob thank you for being so wordy holy um, metacasters i don't like thank how you. this intro thank you has thank you thank you thank you completely opposite of the previous intro it, it has which early results are in and that's probably our most popular intro ever <sighs> <laughs> and I'm right, enough and I around. and I just voted Josh number one Metacasters. <laughs> so uh, we have a short, pithy uh, Metacast today that I think you all will like. Uh, so and to tease you, we want we want more badasses in the world. That's right. So Josh, on to the episode. Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson, and I'm Bob Galen. This is the No Nonsense episode no nonsense that means we dive right in right okay rub two sticks together create a big old bonfire and then leave what do you think you're bordering on insanity (laughs) (laughs) it's what i'm bordering on bordering on nonsense okay is that new Uh, you're always bordering on that right like that's okay so today's topic comes from a partner in the podcast network so what is the official title that is it Agile Badass? I badass, think it's badass Agile. Badass Agile. Yes. So I, I I dusted off Badass Agile uh, podcast. I forget his name. We just connected. I can find it. LinkedIn, LinkedIn this you morning. You keep talking like you do. Um, so uh, we and I dusted off and listened to the Badass Agile podcast this morning. Uh, it was an episode about journaling, uh, and I just liked it. it really nice, no nonsense. Uh, sort of uh, discussion about it, like uh, what? What's I? I wish I remember. Frank, not Sizer Lane, but but Frank was talking about this, and I like the I like the title, Josh. Chris, Chris, yes, Chris Williams, Chris Williams, and I like the title, mm-hmm. and so um, so Metacasters, we're going to talk about what it what it takes to be a badass agile a badass agilist, right. And Josh is going. And if you could see Josh now, he has a New York Yankees hat on. Quite a, quite a sort of large hat to to surround his quite robust cranium. Uh, so I can see he's thinking. So Josh, what do you got for us? Badassery. Just what? You make this difficult. Badassery. I like that. <laughs> <Just> Badassery. <laughs> Come on. What are uh, attributes of badassery? Um, unrelenting honesty. Oh, nicely played, Thank sir. You. Thank you. 
Nicely Thank played. You. Give it a little more than that, though. Just, nope, that's it. We're done. No, We're you so gotta, over. you gotta put more out there. What? Well, come on, come on. The um, so we've talked about radical candor before. Is this beyond that? I, I'm trying to figure out if it's just another two words that say the same thing, or if it's a little bit more, a little bit less. But I do believe that agile ultimately drives the team to be honest with themselves in all directions because you have more information than than you've ever had before. The feedback loops are tighter and your ability to respond is built into the process. And if you don't respond to that change or you don't change to address the change, then you're going to get it smacked in your face again because your sprints are going to fail, your releases are going to struggle, your team isn't going to be happy, your retrospectives are going to stink. No one's going to be happy. And to me, the thing that Agile has always done is it shines a spotlight on the problems. Then it's up to you to do something about it. So I I want to stretch that a little bit. It's not just transparency and it's not just – you know that that notion of leadership where you you push decisions down? Mm Mm-hmm to the place where they should be made. Right. They shouldn't be made at the CEO level. I right. mean, there's decisions there, yeah. but where you're closest to the information. So yeah, it's transparency, but damn it, teams, where does the rubber meet the road? Yeah, exactly. At the freaking team. Yeah. Right. And so, so you got to step up. Yes. You, you have that information. And if you hear something that someone's saying, that's actually wrong, Instead of what sucking it up or nodding your head or saying yeah you know I'll I'll do you know the I'll I'll, I'll work for the man mm-hmm. is have that courage to step up and say no this is I've got this right I've got I've got the I'm I'm where the I'm I'm at the tip of the spear wow. I'm at the tip of the spear and get out of my One way of my least favorite analogies is is it you didn't like that <laughs> it just gets wielded. So it gets wielded so many. Yes, I felt like I felt required to say wield. Yeah. Uh, so yes, that's true. But going back to being a badass agilist, you're you're up against the army of White Walkers. Do you watch Game of Thrones? No, no. Okay, so final episode is days. From now, by the time this episode's out, the final episode will be over. And the White Walkers were the bad guys. From the north, yeah. on the other side of the wall, yeah, right? Yeah, the zombies, the bad guys, they were like the undead. There was nothing you could do. So every time you come in and do a transformation, there's this army of bad habits that are up against you that people brought with them from previous companies or are existing in the current company of those. That's the way that, that we operate the thing I always hear is, well, that's the way it's always done. And so right. that doesn't mean that's how we're going to do it. But to drive that change, you have to be honest in a million different directions to combat all no, of no, those I'm, different I'm white fair. Workers. I'm fair with it. I think that's but, the right. And I'm I'm still, that's what the tip of the spear does. I, I just, I can't let that go. <laughs> you have to say. I can't let it go. You have a problem with it. But Metacasters, hey, weigh in. Weigh in. Do you uh, like do you like my metaphor? That tip of the be the tip of the spear. Let us know in the comments if you think tip of the spear should ever be used again or not. It's like T O T S. <laughs> tots. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you could be tater to my tots. So, uh, um, but that but. but so let me give another one. We we have a little look, time. Hold on. Oh, you want to beat it? All right. Yeah. So go for it. That agile transformation is not going to happen if somebody doesn't put on their big boy or big girl pants 
and be honest. I, you know, I react to that the way I, you react to Trip of the Spear. Okay, good. The big boy pants, come on. Okay. Come on. What would you prefer I use then? Just nothing. Nothing. <laughs> 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 just, 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 just talk. Just skip. Yeah, that? just okay. skip right over that. All right. Fine. Are so, you- belly up to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, Josh! You're full of them. I feel required to use. I can I can tell. Uh, so step up to the plate. <laughs> Toe the line. Sure. Yes. But you've got to tell people they're wrong. You've no, got no. to tell people change has to happen, and you're a key inhibitor to that change. Well, there's all those Western, you you see all those bad Westerns or even modern Westerns where, you know, the outlaws are what taking over town, Mm -hmm. killing people, robbing people, taking control. And no one, no one steps up. Mm -hmm. No one wants to be the sheriff, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Town people, no one's stepping up. uh, And then usually someone, and And then that music plays and the music plays and then someone, and it's usually someone they just get tired of it, right? Yeah. They're just tired of it, and they're willing to step up. They're not the fastest draw. They they care about their life as much as everyone, right? Etc. And they're so and they're sort of serving the the town, right? right. They're a servant leader, mm-hmm. right? And they step up, and you can tell they're not happy. I mean, they're not ecstatic about it. It's right. like, I, but I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I'll do it for the greater good, right? right? And that's sort of is that a better. You, is that okay? That was very good. Yeah. And after that, they belly up to the bar and have a sarsaparilla. Yeah. And grab that spear <laughs> and just run for it. Yes. So I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say a badass agilist is, is behavior driven. So you walk your talk. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, for example, we talk about work-life balance. And a badass agilist, in the heat of the moment, we're in the middle of a sprint, um, and the stuff is hitting the fan, and everyone's working hard. Right. And um, they're behind schedule, whatever that means. And their child is graduating. Mm-hmm. They have a, an event with their kid, mm-hmm. and they get up at three thirty in the afternoon, and they boldly walk out the door. Yep. And they do the right thing for their family, and they lead by example. Uh, so they so, and it, I think it complements what you're saying. Yeah. It's like my behavior. And so my, my behavior isn't just, it, it's sometimes it's courageous to do the unexpected. Sometimes right. it's courageous to be principle based. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I've, and I was at a cow class this week and I was talking, I think, I think it was this week or I've done a couple of these cow classes and I was talking about leaving sometimes in order to illustrate work-life balance as a leader, I've left. Now I needed to leave, but I was conscious that the circumstances weren't good. My boss might be thinking, you know, yeah. and, and I was, it was, it was with this cow class. It was like, well, that lazy jerk, cause you run the risk of everyone. He doesn't care. He's a lazy jerk. What the hell's going on with that? Mm-hmm. But you're sort of, you're, you're not, you're, you're taking a risk that way, right? You're, you're principle based. You're walking your talk. Uh, and that's, that's being balanced. And sometimes it it makes it okay for other people to do that, right? You're you're showing the way, you're modeling the behavior. Well, if you go back to the cowboy in that terrible town where the bad guys have run amok, what likely happens is everybody steps back and he doesn't step back fast enough. So that's, now it's true. Right. So now he's out in front. 
Yep. And whether he likes it or not, everybody's eyes are on him. And the way he responds in that moment, if he stands up to the bad guy, one other person might step forward and say, oh, I'm with this person. Right. And then two, and then somebody else steps up. So it becomes this momentum creator, but it does take somebody to get out there and do it. And when you do that, you have to understand every eye is on you. And every action you take is magnified, not just viewed, but magnified. So people watch what you do and they internalize that and they start to understand what the new norm is. Right. So that's a, that's a, that's a heavy weight. You know, you talk about heavy as a head that wears the crown, right? Like knowing everybody's eyes are on you and you've got to do it right or else they're going to consider you a fraud. Right. Right. My, my daughter is a social worker and I was, I was joking with her, but also poking her the other day. So social worker is a big on self-care. Yeah. One of the, one of the big terms in social work is because we're in, we're in stressful situations yeah. a lot. Right. And, and they really try to, they talk a good game about self-care, but then, but they're underfunded. Yeah. Right. They don't get paid very much. Right. And, and almost inevitably they're underfunded. So they're overworked. Mm-hmm. So, so here the very essence of them is into self-care. They're very people oriented. They're very right. social. Uh, socially oriented, take care, but then they don't self care themselves. Mm-hmm. And I was, I, it, she was talking about, you know, being exhausted and stuff. And I'm like, ah, I thought, you know, don't you guys talk about that self care thing? And, and she, she just started laughing. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like walking, walking our talk. And it's really, it's not just hard outside, it's hard on the inside to mm-hmm. do it. Right. So I think badass agilis really, like you have the principles in your DNA, mm-hmm. like quality, for example, you're not going to, you're not going to produce crappy stuff, right. no matter what the pressure is. And it could be, and it's not just outward, you know, it's not just boss pressure. It could be internal peer pressure. Absolutely. Like the peer, yeah. like, like your team is saying, this is good enough. And you know that it's not good enough, mm-hmm. right? For whatever reason. And you're going to spend some more time polishing it, or it needs a little bit more testing, or it needs a little bit more thoughtfulness in design or mm-hmm. something. Or we need to shove it under the nose of a customer. Oh no, no, no. We need to we need to get credit in the sprint. And you're sort of no. You're you're bucking the system. You're principle based. Mm-hmm. Uh and and like the I, I like this cowboy analogy. Very often you walk alone to some right. degree, right? Yeah. You're, in the beginning. Yeah. You ever notice it? Yeah. In the beginning you're walking alone. Yep. Then the entire town. Then at some point the entire town is surrounding you and supporting right. you. Yeah. But but not not in the very beginning. Yeah. And those first days or weeks or whatever it might be are very lonely. And you do feel as if you're the only one singing this new song and everybody else is looking at you like, what is this person doing? Right. Like we've never done that. That's not going to work. Right. That's not, no, we, no, we've just never done that. We always ship stuff with a a million bugs and that's just how it is. That's the way we've always done it. So, okay. So my final badass agile trait, and I'm not sure I can wrap a single word around it, but it's a, it's being at peace or having comfort with feedback. Oh, go, go for more. You know, that, that's, that's the essence of not scrum, pe- but not peace. Or do you mean embracing it, uh, making it like it's your teddy bear, like just embracing it. Sure. That's better. Right. right. Yeah. So not at peace with it. Right. Well, being at peace in 
the fact that no matter what feedback you receive, you're cool with it. Yeah. Right. That you're not going to get, um, thrown off kilter because you get some feedback that you weren't expecting. Feedback is a part of your DNA, as you mentioned, yep. that that's, that's how we get better is getting feedback from our customers, from yep. our peers, from ourselves, from our spouses, from our kids, all of those things. And then listening and doing something with it. You can do all the things that we talked about, but if you don't get the feedback and consume it and apply it properly, then you're likely just going to be alone forever. So let's, let's take it feedback, embrace it and do something with it. Yeah. So it changes. It's on the outbound side. It creates an outcome. So a lot of people, so one, they'll deflect it or they'll get defensive. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then there's another sort of set of people who will take it, but, and, and maybe even agree with it, but then taking action is really hard. Yeah. Right. And then there's the folks who digest it, internalize it, look for the truth in it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then do something on the outcome side, right? And I think that's that's sort of that's that's, that's badassery from yeah. my point of view, right? Yeah. Uh, and you and you effectively change yourself. And I think paired with that, right? Because you're not gonna blindly um, do everything that is suggested, right? You internalize it and you figure out how to experiment with it, right? And each one of those is a little experiment. An experiment doesn't have to be. Um, hey, we're going to try this new feature the, the way we've never built it before. But hey, I'm going to act differently in the sprint planning and see how the team responds. Or I'm not going to say anything in the retrospective and see how they respond. Or I am going to do this right. differently as a leader and see what happens. And I'm going to do it for three sprints and see if it made a difference or did it make it better? Did it make it worse? Yep. And then go. Cool. I like that. I have one, two words. Okay. Relentless. Simplicity. And what I think is, I think most, and this is probably focused more on technology teams, Mm -hmm. um, is we're wired for complexity. We're wired for solving problems, but then we're wired somehow. And I'm, I'm, this happens to me, but I like complex solutions. Yeah. Uh, I go for complex, like getting to simplicity. And it's not just the products, it's everything. Mm-hmm. The simplest possible meeting, the simplest possible estimation technique, right. the simplest possible scaling framework, AKA the Agile Donut. Amen, brother. Yeah, a- exactly. The simplest possible design, the simplest possible solution for a customer. Yeah. Right? Etc. Et the simplest lean, lean, it's, it's so damned hard. And it takes time to do that. That's right. another thing. It's like, like I think if you rush, you rush to complexity. You don't rush to. So if we're if someone hits me with a deadline, look, Josh, I need an elegant feature, and you have two minutes to do it. Yeah, I don't think that drives to simplicity. I think that drives to complexity or crap or whatever. Right? right? Yeah. Um, it, it's it's a it's a strange thing because simplicity and everything that goes against it is almost always done with the best of intentions. Absolutely. So I was sitting with a couple of developers yesterday as we were talking about building this brand new product. Yep. And a developer was very enthusiastically saying, we have to do these things. If we don't, this is going to happen. And those are all the right things, but not for the MVP version of this. Exactly. And 
people throw the MVP term around a lot and it's misused and people don't really understand it. They never actually execute it, but really understanding that MVP, the lean mindset, as you mentioned, is one of those things that if you can do that, you're going to be more effective, but it is some unusual thing in our brain where we, we do end up creating these complex monstrosities. Well, it's over-engineering everything, uh, over-planning everything. I mean, part of the, the, the anomaly is like, you know, well, what about this? You can hear it. What about this? Yeah, exactly. What about that? What about this? And what about that? We're, and, and again, to your point, it's well-intentioned. Yeah. You're actually trying to be complete. Right. You're trying to be considerate. But it's still, if you if you can take a step back and look at it, it's like, oh, do we really need that? Do we really yeah, need the, that? The uh, number one tool against that is what problem are we trying to solve and do we have that problem now? Right. And then that gives people a moment to pause and contemplate and realize, oh, okay, that's likely only going to happen when we hit a million users in 10 different countries. The other thing about the badassery aspect, though, is it's not just in the product. It's everything. Yeah. Right. Right. It's the way you drive home. It's I'm I'm just saying, get it into your into your life. Like what's the simplest possible way to drive home? What's mm-hmm. the simplest possible way to wash your car? What's the simplest possible way? Like it's almost everything we do a lot of waste. Yes. Like in in life. We're just wired that way for everything. And so really it's it, like meetings, writing. Like, how much writing do we actually have to do? How much documentation right. do we have to do? Oh, you have to hand that off to customer support. What's the simplest possible way? To, maybe the simplest possible way is to have them attend the sprint demo. Right, yeah. So I don't have to hand it off to them. The simplest possible thing is they just need to pay attention yeah. or, or wake up, et cetera, and, and think that way. Because it's like every second that we waste is waste. It really is, right? So it's mm-hmm. not just it's not just the software. It's not just the, it's everything. It's almost, and we're not, I see very few simplistic folks. So I think, I mean, we try, right? right? And those acronyms like MVPs try to get that. But I I think true badasses are there. And they're annoying, right? Because they're trying to, because everyone around them, again, it's this, maybe one of the badassery trends that I'm sensing is you're sort of alone. Like badassery. Yeah. There's not very many badasses, right? right? Yeah. So it's a lonely, in the beginning, it's a lonely business to be like the- in the end, it is really lonely. Yeah. 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 To be the true badass. Mm -hmm. We good? We're good. All right. Okay. Metacasters from beautiful downtown. And this was a quickie because my buddy, we have other things to do, some important stuff. So we gave you a- sixth grade son. I got to go see him at school. Is that a balance thing? It is a balance, yeah. It's a decision? You're leading by example? Yep. Yes, sir. Amen, brother. From yes. beautiful downtown Cary, I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake and bake, y'all. Take care, y'all. You can't say both. You say shake, I say bake. I did. I screwed the pooch. <laughs> <laughs>